to go into, let's call it the internal cauldron of my emotions. Welcome to the Internal Cauldron of Emotions, a Nick Cage tribute podcast. I am Erin. And I'm Tammy. We're two besties who love to drink and watch Nick's movies, so we combine our superpowers. Each episode, we pair a themed cocktail with the movie that we are reviewing. So join us as we journey into the internal cauldron of today's movie. All right, today's movie is Peggy Sue Got Married. Yay! I've never seen it, but I've heard a lot about it. I had not either until this this showing. This the showing. Viewing. <laughs> this viewing. Um, so we created the uh, alcoholic root beer float because as this is a high school movie, we... Um, They're not allowed They don't drink. really do a lot of drinking. Uh, our, that's frowned upon back then. <laughs> so we... I Actually, because I, I have a lactose issue, we actually got to use lactose-free ice cream, lactate. Please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Anyone, sponsor us. <laughs> Please buy a case of lactate, lactose-free ice cream. Hashtag internal cauldron. <laughs> All right. So they're in the cute little glasses. So, let's, let's, so this has... Oh, wait. Sorry. I forgot to even talk about it, dude. Um, so it's four ounces mm-hmm. of Sailor Jerry spiced rum. Any rum will work. That's just, yeah, we just what I had on hand. And then we just poured... The root beer in until we were like, this looks good. So right about there. Right about, we put like two-thirds of the way of the cup. Yeah. Um, And then we, uh, one scoop of the ice cream and then a cherry on top. Mm-hmm. For you, I don't like cherries. I haven't had a root beer float in so long. I'm actually it, really excited. I don't know if it's going to be mixed up well enough, but I'm excited. It's mm-hmm. just because of my stupid zhuzh. lactose issues. Well, now, now <gasps> it's happening. It's 2022, y'all. I can do it. I'm going to party you. Cheers to Dick. Cheers. That was a heavy clunk. One more time. <laughs> it still sounds like so. rocks. All right. Mm. My, there, there's a lot of rum on the bottom of my <laughs> I just, yep. So, I just got it. Woo! It's going to be a fun one, y'all. So this leads me into the how you doings. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, definitely want to mix this. Hold on. Ooh, mix though. It's like mm. turning into kind of like um, an adult milkshake. Remember? Mm-hmm. What was that burger place? M Shack. M Shack. Oh my god, they were so good. Yeah, they left our beautiful Riverside. Yeah, mix it up for sure. And and then it's like a milkshake, but for mm, look. adults. I know it's beautiful. It's so swirly. It's like the storm happening outside. I don't so, know if you guys are So, fun fact about lactate, it does not stay frozen very long outside no, of the freezer. Nope, nope, nope. Now it's kind of like eggnog. It looks like eggnog, but it tastes good. <laughs> it is. What? Eggnog tastes good. Oh. Do you not like eggnog? No, I like it. Mm-hmm. If it has alcohol mm-hmm. we in just, it. <laughs> we just learned about you. Well, is there any other eggnog? Well, they have the, whatever. They have the non-egg, non-alcoholic eggs. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I eat non-alcoholic eggs? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, Tammy, how have you been? I know we've it's been a minute. It, it has been a minute. Um, our, and we're recording our, slightly late. Our millions of listeners will not know that we're recording the day that we normally post. <laughs> yeah. And that I have to wake up early and pretend that I'm working but actually edit the podcast real quick tomorrow and then it'll be out. So no one a, will know no if you don't tell. Know. No one will know. And, and we know that our, our adoring fans won't tell. 
Um, yeah. yeah I feel like everybody listens on, like, Friday anyways. I, I think so, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's kind of a weekend thing. Um, mm, yeah, so it's been a while since we've seen each other, but I'll let you explain that. Um, yep. I've been good. <laughs> getting back into the swing of work is uh, difficult, but it's getting there, and there's been a lot of positive feedback, so work for me has been really good and cute. That's good. That's um, good. I was worried about you since school's freshly in. It is. It's been a lot because this is the first time I've got to start this the new year with my new subject. I started like mm-hmm. kind of halfway through last year. So there's you a little have to deal with the traffic. Traffic's been god awful. Yeah, I, I get to sit here and have pajama bottoms on and a fancy top and earrings and, <laughs> and I look like a professional. Wish I could do um, that. They've been very complimentary. I have been told <laughs> that I am so funny and pretty so much this You year. are so funny and pretty and their earrings are beautiful. Oh, they're you're beautiful they're earrings. They're so cheap. They're probably going to burn off my ears. But they're gorgeous. Until then, they'll look cute. Um, so work has been good. Uh, we had a little bit of an event last week ish um yeah it was last week was it last week it's been so long time really weird yeah it's it's my fault it's my fault well someone did throw it off but they can't help it and so we had our first (laughs) collaboration well i guess not our first second our second collaboration with our amazing local cinema sunray cinema but our first in a series of Nick, Nick Cage movie night. So we're doing one a month. Yeah, they're calling it Nick at Night. <laughs> and it's really cool. We did um face off starting with a big banger mm-hmm. and it was a big success. Um I had to do it alone though. Hmm. And Aaron's gonna tell you why. And it was it was it was a little nerve wracking. Tammy showed me the video today because uh her very wonderful husband Jeffrey uh, videotaped uh, her doing the intro to the movie, mm-hmm. and I loved it, and I cackled, yeah. and I said, I would have made it bad. No, no, no. <laughs> you would have I would have made it bad. Because I was, I was noifus, and also... Like you, did said, <laughs> you did great. You did great. They, they kept like the lights doing... on this time, so I could see everyone staring at me, and it was a little... <laughs> so I just, like, honed in on, like, two people. There's one girl on the right who laughed at my jokes, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm making you and me. You and me, girl. Eye contact with you, because now we're friends, and some guy in the back waved at me. So, like, Aww. I basically just stared back and forth between them, so... <laughs> I don't know if they're going to come back because I might have weirded them out. <laughs> eh. But it was great. And Face Off was amazing, as always. And it was great I'm to see it on the jealous. big screen. I'm very jealous. I'm so sad I missed it because I've never seen it on the big screen. Oh, my God. It, it crushed me to not be there. Yeah. To, to no end. That's so sad. I'm so sorry. And um, then next month we're doing Mandy. So I, we're I've already seen it. We we did see that, but I'm excited to see it on the big screen again because it is an incredible movie. Because I've watched it 40 times on my own, alone at home, like a weird creeper. Yeah, Yeah. so it's been good. How about you? (laughs) So... Uh, I, so my husband was out of town, as I've mentioned previously, and he was in San Diego doing, um a like cooking gig out there and so I went out thanks to Tammy's wonderful assistance and help and he's he's currently plotting a way to thank you. you guys don't it was just shut the fuck card. up it was just credit card miles I just spent money and then gave it to don't you. worry Ringo's Ringo's doing something he's up he's up to he's up to things I hope um it's you. <laughs> it might be you know I love food I do <laughs> I do know that <laughs> I was like, she loves steampunk and she loves food. Yep, that's about it. <laughs> and Nicholas and dinosaurs. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Top four. I like my undies. Oh, there's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I got Jurassic Park underwear. Yep. Um. But so I went out to San Diego and visited my husband, and 
it I was only there for like basically like three and a half days, but it felt I swear to God, it felt like I was there for like six. We did so much shit. Yeah. We did not stop eating. I felt like I was Can't constantly stop, eating. I was like, the seagulls. Okay. So he said the seagulls are the size of turkeys, and I was like, whatever, you're Birds exaggerating. Do you seem to be bigger in The California. first fucking thing I said when I got there, I was like, why are the seagulls so big? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's like, so many. When we went, yeah, and a they're always like, years ago, ah, 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 it was, yeah, we went to San Francisco, and we went to Alcatraz, we, we did yeah. the rock, mm-hmm. we were at the rock, you did the rock. Uh, but there were so many fucking birds. Yeah. Different kinds of birds. Like, I don't know. There was I would have like, loved to have gone and see the birds, but I mean, I no, was. No, because it smelled awful because oh. they shit everywhere. Well, and it was literally thousands. I know everybody shits, but like, it was thousands of birds. <laughs> thousands of bird shit. Oh, it was hard. But yeah, they got. It's bigger and possibly better in California for sure. Yeah, they're. Like, everything's bigger there. Like, the pine trees are bigger. Like, literally everything's oh, larger. It has something trees. to do with, like, the temperature mm-hmm. and the wind and the salt and the loud. It's a different climate. Courtney explained region. it to me once. Anyway. But it was really great. We got to go to the zoo. We went to, there was a Spider-Man exhibit at the Comic-Con Museum. Oh, which I is saw photos. Ringo, Ringo looks so happy. He was like, take my picture. Take my picture. It was precious. <laughs> he, was, he was Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. When he yeah, went to the Die, the hard, die building. hard thing. When he went to Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza, but it was it was it was Ringo with Spider Man. Take my picture with it. Take my picture with it. And I was going around he, while he was having his beautiful moments, I was taking pictures of stuff to make sure that we had everything so that he would be able to like relive it. Aww. So I have a thousand photos on my phone I need to, to <laughs> export upload. somewhere. And then I'm sure there's a thousand photos of different plants. Actually not really. Rude. What mm. kind of plant friend are you well i wanted to so and the comic-con museum's inside balboa park which is massive and full of things and i wanted to go to the japanese friendship museum or museum garden but we didn't because we wanted to be on time for our reservations to oh, go to right, the, the fancy yeah. dinner well the reservations for the fancy dinner but also we had like a slot to go to the comic-con museum oh gotcha so we had we did it then like it was a whole thing um it was they had this oh my god i forgot to fucking tell you about this Ooh. they in the comic-con museum they had mm. one of those photo booths but they put you on a comic book cover or in a comic oh, book cell ringo got one with venom because he loves Venom. Oh. He, lo- he loves Venom. He's like, Who doesn't, man? Yeah. Who doesn't love I got one with like, Groot. Like, <gasps> and we were doing like this, this back-to-back arms cross thing. That's so cute. I have it at home. I completely forgot about it. Anyway. Um, so I got back from San Diego, or from San Diego. Yeah, that's where I went. It is. Yeah, it was San Diego. So yep. I got back Thursday, but while I was there, Ringo found out that his assignment was done. So he actually flew back two days later. Yeah. Good and thing we slid that vacay in. Yeah, we did. Right at the exact time. Good time. Good thing somebody was like, go see your husband. Yeah. And, um, oh, we ate at a Michelin guys. star restaurant. It was like a big deal. Mm. It was, um, Malarkey's from Top Chef. Wow. Season, shit, I don't know, 10 or 11. Uh, not the first. Yeah. Um, Brian Murphy. That's his name. Anyway, so uh, he comes back. Oh, my God. Traveling was the worst. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get home until 3 a.m. I was supposed to be home at, like, 11. Anyway. Uh, but he came, Ringo came back and it was also Jeff's birthday. It was. So I, I picked Ringo up from the airport and then immediately came home and was like, 
do you still want me here? Because there's a party. <laughs> there's a pool party? I, I was like, I literally just saw you two days ago. It's fine. I love you. You got to unpack, right? Okay, bye. <laughs> he's like, if you don't, if you, he's like, I'm totally fine. If you go. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank he you. He was a sweet husband. So, um, everybody was really excited and surprised I was there, mm-hmm. <laughs> including myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, two days later I was like, oh, my throat hurts. I'm going to grab my laptop from work and then work from home. And then just mm-hmm. willy nilly took a COVID test and guess what? You didn't catch it, but I did. Wow. Uh, well, you finally caught up to me. No, I know. No, I mean, not yet, because I've gotten it twice, apparently, at some point. I, don't I know. have spent two years, two, two and a half? I don't even, I don't again, even know time, anymore. Time Times are, I don't know time right now. I spent two, we have gone to Universal so how well. many times? What did I, I, I had to go to the you. fucking, I had to li- go across the goddamn country to, to catch California. a disease. I... That my parents caught when they when they visited here. I, I did not rub this in anyone's face, but now I can put it in to the universe. And again, all of our millions of listeners, mm-hmm. because I was like, I just find it funny that. Yeah. No, I, I, I <laughs> We've blame been to the Universal fact. so many times and all these things. And you go to Walmart like I go every like other day. Two day two, and two you've three been fine, but it wasn't until you went to visit Ringo in California. I left that you my got the safety bin. I left my safety germ bubble. Yeah. Florida is <laughs> the safety germ bubble. <laughs> but here's here's the stinking deal though. Like I was I was furious. I was so mad. Like you are you COVID. I was so angry, and like, I, and nothing made sense. I was like, I'm so fucking angry. This just feels like a goddamn cold. All of my throat hurts, and I'm stuffy, and that's it. Nothing else. Five days later, I missed. I missed the face-off showing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I do it all then by myself. I was like, I feel fine. I feel much better. I didn't have a. I, I only had a fever for a day. I I was like, you know what? They're having a work party right now, and I can't go. So you know what? I'm gonna have a drink to like. You know, feel like I'm a part right, of it, right. and I felt good. Like I, my fever, my fever was gone. I felt I was only sniffly, and my throat. I, I yeah. remember you were like kind of like feeling poopy for like two to possibly three it was, days. It was like hardly any time at all. It's like a regular cold. Right. So I go to make a tequila drink with ginger beer mm. and lime should've and a little bit a taste of, fl- of that. I should have been able to smell and taste that, but guess what? I lost my smell and taste within two hours of having lunch. Rude. And so I can almost taste this drink. <laughs> well, it's real strong and not mel- well mixed. I can so taste I, I can taste the strength <laughs> and I can taste strong. a bit of the spiciness, but I can't taste like the ice cream or the root beery hardiness, which mm. is pissing me off. Mm. But It'll come back. I lost mine, too. I was really sad because I was like, man, I have a headache, and I have... Like, um, I can taste the chemicals in the whatever. I, like, I can... That doesn't sound... No, but you know, like... for good at all. In the root beer, or maybe in the... I don't <laughs> the know. The chemicals in what we're ingesting. Okay, but literally everything is a chemical, so... I mean, that is true. No, but I is can it smell... a natural chemical? You know what's weird? Amazing? I feel like my taste buds have been reset. Not mm-hmm. in, like, a way where I'm going to love new things or hate new things, but, like... I'm going to try to sneak you a fish. <laughs> do not sneak me a fish. I will bu- I will end remember, this podcast and we'll never do another remember one. Remember that game we played when we did the Galentine's Day and we blindfolded each other and tried to I'm gonna be, like, just a little, no. little fish flick? No, actually, whenever I lost my... I was like, Ringo, I can't taste my tequila. And he's like, hold on. He, like, jumped up he was, and he ran was into ready. the kitchen. And he's like... And I was like, tears. We're starting no, to form. It's, it's a sad thing. And uh, he's I love like, smelling things. I love stinky no, things. No, I told him breathing makes no sense now. 
What's the point? <laughs> What's the point? I can't smell anything. Um, but he ran into the kitchen. He's like, okay, close your eyes. I'm going to put something in your mouth. And I was like, this is horrible. I don't want to do this. He's like, no, no, no. It's not anything you hate. Like, you're, it's fine. And so he spoons something into my mouth. And I was like, I said, what is it? And I just stared at him. And he went, it's lemon juice. Oh, <laughs> he poured straight lemon my. juice in my mouth. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> After that, he runs away, comes back with runs another away. spoon. He scurries oh, off. Oh, he did. He was like, <laughs> around the corner. And he comes back. He's like, close your eyes. And he comes back and he pours something in my mouth. I was like, why is there something in this water? It was pickle juice and there was like a dill thing floating in it. It was fucking pickle juice. I and love pickle juice. Water? I thought it was water. You love pickle juice? I love pickle juice. You're somebody who will just drink pickle juice? I don't drink it. I will sip it. I will just do a quick sip. Oh my God. It's got <laughs> vinegar in it. It's good for your tummy. So anyway. you do, like, the pickle shots and shit? No, I never have tried to take a pickle back. Well, but then about to. it gets better. He had made himself, like, instant coffee, mm-hmm. and so he gave me a spoonful of coffee, and it tasted like straight up, like, fucking bitter asshole. I was like, the fuck is this? That was the only thing I could taste. And uh, he's like, it's coffee. And I was like, oh, God, I hate coffee now. And then the last, but and the, and the best, is that he's like, we're, we're going to try your sniffer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. So he runs away, and he's like, close your eyes. And he comes back, and he's like, smell. And I was like, <laughs> with my eyes closed. And I was like, is there something in front of my face? What is this? I can't smell. He's like, open your eyes. And it's fucking fish sauce. And you love fish so much. No, no, no. I, I don't love fish, but I love fish sauce, which is I makes know, no sense. Weird. But it, fish sauce, weird. it's such a strong, potent, like, if you just inhale it straight, oh, no, it's like your your eyeballs immediately water. It's, it's, it's like you could, you have those ammonia caplets mm-hmm. that you can use to wake someone up, or you could use fish oil. It's no. the same thing, basically. <laughs> fish sauce. Fish sauce. 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 You're right. Yeah, he had me smell and taste the worst things in our house. But I told him, I was like, babe, you better live it up right now and get yourself some fucking fish and cook it up, because I can't smell shit. And he, did. <laughs> he fucking, he went right out and bought a salmon like, filet. He had me sniff it, too. I was like, it smells yeah. like air. <laughs> fish air. Fish air. But you remember how we played Would You Would you Rather? Mm-hmm. And there was one thing, it was like, would you rather lose taste or smell or sight or smell or smell? Oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. We play that all the time when we're driving back from the theme parks because we're bored and we want to go to sleep, but we can't because yeah. we have to So one of the questions hours. is usually something like, would you rather lose sight or taste or hearing or smell or whatever? Would you like, which what, which five, which of your senses would you rather lose? And I believe I did say smell once. I think so. So I now take everything back. Okay, but wait, between smell and taste. I want to taste stuff. I want to taste stuff too. But I, like to I want to be able to... Like my night blooming, my night blooming Sarah's bloomed I, I again. I said flowers, and you were specific with your flowers. I my know. night blooming Sarah's bloomed again, and I huffed it this morning because it had three blooms in two days. And you I was, got, maybe you just gotta stick it like way up there. Okay, I I did like a coke. I was coke able to flowers. smell my. I was able to smell my cat. That's a win. That is a win. <laughs> okay, I know it sounds weird, but anybody with a dog or a cat or a pet or whatever, they know they know that their cat pet. Whatever. They have a certain little adorable pet smell. It's it's like... Mine don't. They just smell like either I wash them or they smell like outside ass. I love your doggy's smell. You don't even... You don't sniff your... I smell your dogs. <laughs> and they have, it's like they have Frito feet or they have... I love their Frito feet smell. <laughs> so there's Frito feet or there's like whatever they ate breath. 
But as far as them, I don't feel like they have a smell. Do you know what's fucking stupid about this whole thing? It's like I forgot what things smell like. Like, I can't even imagine oh my gosh. what it smells or we tastes like. We need to go on the sniffing adventure. <laughs> hey, really aren't we weird. about to go to Atlanta and go to a botanical garden and we, smell everything? I think, I think we are. That's going to be the next. How There's are you doing? poison garden I want to go to. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Don't smell those. No. What am I doing here? You passed out for a minute. That's all. Oh, Mom. What is going on? You're home now. Synopsis time. Let's do this. <laughs> Song time too, apparently. <laughs> we really need to get some. some it's sounds. been it's been too because long did since we we've get done ourselves this. Is dumb. No, we really need to talk to Will. Will. Will, come find us. Will. Will likes to play with his bearded dragon while he does his mixing that which is really like a cute total nick thing it does he like he pulls out the bearded dragon and the bearded dragon's huge by the and way and the bearded dragon just like run across the keyboard <laughs> and make the sound for us basically and uh no he puts her he puts her down and she's like oh my god i'm a bearded dragon look at me go <laughs> and i'm just doing the voice for his bearded dragon That's who sound like obviously maybe doesn't like me i've met her once she's... i've never met her but i'm sure she loves us both but she likes she likes to mix music i know all right, well, tell us okay. about Peggy Sue got Peggy married. Peggy Sue got married. 1986. So, yes, the year. movie came out in 1986. And, but, however, but, however. But, however. Good English here. Stuff. Uh, it, it's set in 1985, which makes sense because it's probably when it was filmed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, the movie opens with uh, a beautiful, like, 1980s classic opening, music, and, you know, names. Yeah, that's <laughs> and how immediately they all start. shoots to uh, a commercial, and we see Nick immediately, and he's like crushing peanuts and hollering, and he's like, "Oh no, appliance king" or something like that. I I was like, "Oh my god!" He showed up it's so a fast. Lot. It's a lot right off the bat. He showed up so fast. I was not ready. I had to back it up and watch it again because I was like, <laughs> "Wait, whoa, 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 hey, hold on," because usually Nick is like a few minutes in. Yeah, that's true. So, he's Crazy Charlie, the appliance king. And uh, and then you hear somebody, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, it's Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt's here. I know. I oh didn't know god. she was in it. It's and I, I know she's been in a million things, and I'm like, you go get that Twister, baby girl. I know. She she looks the same as she did she, in Twister. She, she looks really the did. same all the time. It's just she's a little baby face in this oh, one. She's so precious. Anyway, so her name is Beth, and she's saying to somebody off camera, like, when are you going to forgive him? You did him in words and things. And it's, she's talking to her mom, Peggy Sue, uh, played by the wonderful and beautifully voiced, and i envious of that voice. I uh, love Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. 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 Some, Turner. some Nick Nugs where you may change Please. your mind. No, no. As an actress, she is fucking amazing god damn it because i like to do <laughs> i can't do it i didn't practice i didn't practice her voice um but she's i like to talk like in the low voice i love her so much you remember you never watched friends but she was chandler's dad mom oh she was mm -hmm. i watched it like sort of off and on but yeah kathleen turner played chandler's Dad. She, she's played a played million things. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously. Anyway, so Kathleen Turner slash Peggy Sue um, is mad at Charlie for the very obvious reason of he cheated on her. Yep. A solid so, reason to be pissed at somebody. Holy shit. 
be mad about it, girl. Please do. Yeah. But here's what's fantastic. Mm. Beth, Helen Hunt, and her Peggy Sue are getting ready for Peggy Sue's 25 high school, 25th high school reunion. Is that yes, how you say 25th. It? 25th high school reunion. And Peggy Sue puts on this dress that I'm like, can I have it? It is so amazing. Can it I have it? It is such a space girl amazing It's so shiny outfit. and beautiful. I love and it so much. And everybody's like, you're so weird. I'm like, fuck off. This she is amazing. She looks fabulous. It's the coolest. Everybody else looks stupid. Mylar cool dress. Mylar. I, I actually think it's LeMay. <laughs> but it's, it's silver and spacey and amazing. It's beautiful. And I love it. Um, so yeah, so they head off to the reunion, and they get there, and they're doing the usual thing where they're like, oh, I'm Peggy Sue, blah, blah, and they get their stupid little name, Doot Doots, and they, there's all sorts of these giant, blown up, what looks like probably their high school yearbook photos, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. there's, like, Charlie and Peg were crowned homecoming queen. They were very popular when they were in very high school. Very much, and Beth is absolutely tickled by all of this because she's like i've never seen these photos oh my god look at you mom my right yeah because she was like a majorette she did the baton twirling all that shit and um so while this is all going on peg sees all her i by the way i shortened her name to peg for mm -hmm. all of this yeah no it everything <laughs> is really wordy in this yeah because peggy sue peggy sue peggy sue drink every time we say peggy sue everybody knew drinking game oh my god i'll be drunk no <sighs> so we're gonna go with peg Peg Leg Sue. <laughs> the pirate. The pirate. Uh, so Peg is reconnecting with all her old high school girlfriends. Maddie, played by Joan Allen, who was the mom in Pleasantville. And in Face Off. Fuck. With <laughs> no butt. No. Yeah, no, no, I was but actually. Face Off. Look, here's what I did when I was trying to, like, connect them. I was just like, find one that you know quickly. No, I know. And I looked and I was like, so. And Pleasantville was more. Is no, more no, recent no, you're right, you're right. Then I, I just remember in this. No, scene, I, I don't knock they, it at all. They made kind, they made everybody look a little bit older as they should mm -hmm. because it's 25th anniversary. Oh my god! The, except for Kathleen Turner, mm -hmm. yeah, Nick's hair is fucking. Not only that, but like Richard and Maddie, everybody, Carol, everybody, everybody, everybody looks really weird except for Kathleen Turner because Peggy Sue is like you know the I, shining stone of everything. So real quick though, and I don't, I'm not spoiling anything at the end. Like it's like although this is probably gonna have a lot of spoilers guys oh i forgot the spoilers. entire film um but like there's a when she like flashes forward or flashes back or whatever it's like you can see the difference and i honestly feel like they maybe added either prosthetics or they taped her face. yeah like a little wrinkle or something either they either they taped her face to be in the past or they did something to make her look slightly they older. definitely did a lot of stuff i feel like to make nick look older with like hair and oh it and looks like they straight stuff. up like sprayed his hair with yeah. white spray yeah. spray paint um and yeah, the same with like sure. richard novick and everything oh yeah. yeah for sure but like when i was watching maddie i was like wait why do i know her why do i, I was know like yeah is is that her? Is mm -hmm. that her? I was like, no. and then I was trying to mathematically do it, and I'm so bad at math. And she she does look so much older in that 25 mm -hmm. year reunion. I was like, this doesn't it's make the sense. Hair. It's probably it's not the fucking it was hair. The hair and the glasses. And mm -hmm. then once they went back to when she was in the 60s, I was you were like, like, oh my God. shit, it's her. Mm -hmm. This was super exciting. Yeah. So um, so she catches up with Maddie from Joan Allen from Pleasantville and Face Off. There's so many, by the way, there are so everybody many. Everybody is in this film and everybody has played a million roles. No, no, no. But there are many 
Nick movie connections oh, in this cast. Sure. Um, okay, so next is Carol, who is played by Catherine Hicks, who I was like, I recognize her. She's the mom from Seventh Heaven. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. was it, like it, the it, only... You see these faces and you're like, oh, I recognize my. them. I recognize and you, them. you would connect them to different things based on what you view. Mm-hmm. All right, so they are like, oh, ha, where, how's your life, and what are you doing, and na na na, and they uh, they talk about that sort of thing. But then Peggy's like, oh my god, is that a blow up picture of Michael Fitz- Fitzsimmons, who's played by Kevin J O'Connell, who is Benny, who? Benny in the, the mummy. mummy? Looks who's got? Hold on, Tammy, can I show like you? I've got the horses. <laughs> looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. Uh, I, at first, I Hold was on. like. Can you, that's the guy, that's the weird, creepy guy. And I was like, that's the girl from the mummy. Hold on. Can you tell when I figured out who it was? <laughs> oh, my God. It's Benny. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that guy who's in all the 80s movies. And he's kind of that weird, the, when scary he, the, So he guy. does, he, so this Michael Fix, Fitzsimmons does this kind of weird rant in a little, like a little bit later on. And as soon as he starts to do it, rental. as soon as he starts to do it, I went, oh. Oh my god, it's fucking Benny. The second he did it, I was like, Oh my god, it's him! As soon as I saw him. And I just slapped my mic. As soon as I saw him, I I knew from the face and the eyes. It didn't. And I was like, oh my. Because he looks so tragic in in The Mummy. It's interesting that in this film, everybody obviously is younger, and there's an appeal to everybody because they're younger. We're all hotter when we're younger, right? Well, I mean, this was May 19 fucking 85. Right, and that's what I'm saying. That was the year I was born, everybody. We're all hotter when we're younger. When you look at our high school version, you're like, I was so hot as a fetus. And then you... (laughs) as a baby and also <laughs> it was a, so hot a as youth. a fetus <laughs> my parents also, couldn't even tell what gender I was and also a young lady now and <laughs> just now call me a young lady yeah we've, we've I'm gotten, like 3400 we've gotten really creepy but but <laughs> he he always in the 80s because he was in Lord of Illusions and I remember oh. watching that like in the 80s I've and heard of that I never oh. saw it what? I just slapped you. I'm so sorry. It's, it's the rum. It's the rum. Look, it's y'all. It's so good. The rum Coke float is a rubier float. I, I barely know. drank because of COVID, and now I think it's all coming yep. in hot. And here. I didn't drink because she wasn't here. And, and it's. It Do you only drink when I'm around? I'm I around? Mean, a little bit. So, okay. anyway. Synopsis. Benny. Go back Holy to synopsis. Shit. Go. <laughs> All right, so Benny from the moment. Anyway, so Peg's like, oh, my God, that's a blow-up picture of Michael Fitzsimmons. He was the only guy. Yeah, he's the only guy. So she's only ever been with Charlie, Nick, Nicholas Cage. Um, And she she was like, oh, my God. And she's talking to Carol, who's divorced and, like, rolling around town and doing her business because, you know, she's a strong, independent woman. Tiger King. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, God damn it. <gasps> Carol Baskin. You just fucking threw me off horribly. Do you want to know why? Because because I just found out that the case is finally finished. <gasps> and the people who got all of the rescued uh, tigers and big cats from the Tiger King Park or whatever yeah. you want to call it have finally been able to be like, Hey, everybody, guess what? We got these many cats from the big cat thing. And all of the cats are healing beautifully. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're, they've gone to really, really good homes that are all, like, 
big cat um, like reserves or big cat like rehabilitation places and they're all just doing really fucking great but because they weren't allowed to talk about it until the case was settled and it's settled now and they're like heads up everybody we can finally tell you about this it's two years in the making or three years in the making or whatever so side note on tiger side note the rum made me think of carol baskin sorry carol fucking baskin now all right so peggy sue wish she had had sex with more than one dude than more than more than nick She's like, I mean, because honestly, he cheated on her, and she's like, why did I waste my whole fucking exactly. life on, on this piece one of dude. shit? Have and you people know, a who find kind of their high school sweethearts and stay together forever, congrats to you. I mean, I would love to have that. So, like that. That's amazing. Safety net. I didn't have that shit. I I don't. If even if I had wanted it at that age, I don't think I like. No. Even if I had got married at that age, I really think no. it would not have worked out. But again, I that was, was such a, a child. That was a very common thing for fifties and sixties. In the sixties, yes, for sure, exactly. Um, but so so Peg says, "Oh, if I knew then what I know now, I'd do a lot of things differently." This mm. is me trying to do Kathleen Turner. But during this whole beautiful everybody's reconnecting moment, Charlie unexpectedly arrives and. Peg starts to, you know, panic, obviously, because she's, she's, like, I don't want him here. He actually was, like, she told him, this was like, you're not fucking coming because right. I'm going. Right. And he really, really wanted to go because he peaked in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm. He 100% did. Don't peak. Children, if you're listening, don't peak in high school. Yeah. Top keep notes. Going. Keep don't, going. Keep going. You'll peak later. I, I swear you're going to do it. Um, so she does her best to ignore Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um. But things start to happen that make her, you know, pay attention to him, which is aggravating. Um, but also, I didn't know this about high school reunions, but do, do they really have mm-hmm. king and queen votes? I have never been to one. Because Neither have I. That, but I do know it's been... that part of the reunion culture is to, you know, like, where are you now? Where It's almost been 20 then? years for me. Uh <gasps> Has it? Oh my god, it has. It's almost been 20 I years. I can't right? even do math, but if it's been t- almost 20 for you, it's probably 20 for me. But yeah. I know that part of that culture, that reunion culture, is to recrown High people. school spirit. Right, it's like, yeah. let's, let's go back to the way things were. Ugh. Let's relive that shit. I don't, blah, fucking blah. high school was the literal worst. Why would I do that again? I can't appreciate that when they recrowned people, mm-hmm. they did it differently. And I'm yes. sure you're going to talk yeah. about that. Yes, I will. So... Originally, obviously, from when Beth, uh, Helen Hunt, saw the blow-up, she was like, oh, my God, it's Dad and Mom. And they're, they're high school king and queen. They're obviously mm-hmm. the popular kids. But this time they are crowned uh, Peggy and also a, a guy who was previously a super nerd, um, Richard Novick, Norvick, played by Barry Miller. And I did try to find something I knew him from, but I couldn't. It's a lot of... He he does it's a lot of TV shows. Yeah. TV shows. Yeah. So he's a former class geek, and now he's like a billionaire inventor. Blah blah blah. Um. So Peggy goes up on stage. She's visibly upset, and she's because she, she upset. didn't want the award. She, she didn't, didn't want, want the award. The she was upset about uh, Charlie being there. She was upset about, and now she's like, oh my god, I don't want this. But she goes up anyways, and while they're all like cheering and whatever, she has a panic attack mm-hmm. and faints. When she wakes up, 
She's giving blood. That is my sound effect Here, I was for like, time passing. I saw the hands coming in. I'm like, she's doing a sound effect. <laughs> Again, we really need Will on this. <laughs> Will, help. Um, so Peg awakens. And she's giving blood. And she's mm-hmm. like, How, what, when the fuck did I do this? I was just I was just a high school reunion. And it's 1960. Her senior high school year. What? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, she's dun. back in time. Or so, has she? Or has she? We do not know. We'll talk more about that. So she's confused and disoriented, and she's, like, saying things, like... Although I feel like you're always confused and disoriented when you give blood, because you're like, like, I just gave some of my life. Like, you you stole cycle. some of my life. My life juice. My essence. <laughs> like, from Dark Crystal? <laughs> from Dark Crystal? <laughs> or from, like, Harry Potter? It's like, oh, I just right. gave you a horcrux. Like, <gasps> oh my god. No, you have, to, you have to kill somebody to do that. I anyway. No. Stop it. Why? You don't know what happened in that. We don't know anything. Tent. Um, so she's confused and disoriented. And she's like, oh, my God, Maddie, what did you do to your hair? Carol, your hair looks so dead. You look so young. Like, she's always, like, she's, like, saying things like, oh, my God, you look so young. And she's like, obviously, she woke up 20 seconds ago Girl, from the know. future. And she's like, oh, my God, everything is new. And, like, they go into the bathroom at some point, and they're all smoking in the bathroom. So, you know, that's what you do. No, I feel... But she goes, I quit years ago. Like, she says well, shit like that. It's, it's the gal, and I didn't write her name down, but it's the... the Dolores? Sh- is it Dolores who's the journalist? The, the journalist girl, yeah, Dolores. And, and that is a stereotype, and I, I hate have it a so much. Her. Good job. Like, the, the student journalist, the journalist is always, like, a sniveling piece of shit. Which I kind of hate because hate. that's not always true. No, because, because Nancy, to, like, and, but Nancy and Stranger oh Things God, has brought that <sighs> into the forefront as being like a an excellent thing to do. She she has, but Dolores is a piece of shit. Um, oh, Dolores the is the movie. literal gossip of the entire fucking town. Yeah. yeah. And she's turning into And Dolores is smoking, but everybody else is like, no, nah, man, yeah. I got But I then Peggy, she's like, no, I quit years ago. Mm. Um, but but she's saying things like she's still twenty five years in the future, right? Because she's still obviously because she's like I just woke up and right. now somehow I'm a teenager again. Um, hold on, let me catch where I am. All right, so she's confused and disoriented, and her great friends Maddie and Carol, they're like, "We're gonna take you home. It's great." And the entire time, she's looking around like, oh, my God, these beautiful cars. I was like, Personally, I was like, these beautiful cars. Right. I was like, like, oh, my God, girl, mm-hmm. you landed in the sweet spot, baby. Yeah. I was like, look at these fucking cars. <laughs> um, so she goes into shock. She gets home. She knocks She knocks on the door. And she's like, hey, who is that? Her, her mom is like, Peggy Sue, get in, in, you ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> but so she goes upstairs, and she's like, oh, I get blood today. I'm crazy. So she goes upstairs. And while she's, like, going into a complete state of shock, her sister mm. shows up, who's very much the middle school kid. Yeah. Who wants to be, you know, obviously the cool kid with her sister. And it's Sophia Coppola. It is. It is. And, and it's Nancy. Nancy's the name of the character. And Peg's like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. I miss you so much. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's play Parcheesi or chess or Clue or whatever the fuck. She's, like, so jazzed about it. But the shock starts to wear off. And her dad comes home and he's like, I bought a car or whatever. And then <laughs> Peggy's like, I'm going to go get drunk instead. She goes into the, like, study, grabs a glass 
or two or three and uh and chugs that very fucking quickly peggy sue is drunk right okay disgusting no because she's an adult she's an adult she's not a teenager Barely 17, 18. Who no, cares? she should be like, she would, she would be 17. She would have been an adult, but in. Wait, so in the 60s, when, when did they raise the Ooh, drinking? That's a really good point. No, when did they raise, because my mom was born in 55. When did they raise the drinking age from 18 to 21? I don't know. You know do that Googling while I do this. I'm going to Google. You Google that, I'll read. Um, so, she, yeah, she, she gets drunk, and she's like, burr, burr, burr. and, I mean, like, she gets drunk really fast. I mean, like, instantaneously. But then you're like, oh, wait, she's in her child body, not her adult body. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, young adult body. I don't want to say child body. It sounds child gross. <laughs> sounds gross. Might be. Um, so, she gets into bed, and she's like, meow, meow, meow. She's real sassy the whole time. And the dad's like, put her to bed. Yeah, like, like, she's throw a it. baby or something that you can and her put mom, to bed. And her mom's like... Just, just give her a minute, man. She's gonna tell her. She, she gave blood. She gave <laughs> blood. Everything's weird. Says. No, do, okay, but when you give blood, everything feels weird. Okay. I mean, like somebody stole your life you essence. Wasted and it's fine. No, I okay. imagine drinking after you get blood, though. Mm, that's true. That's yeah. True. Yeah. So. Next day, she wakes up, and she's, like, trying to, like, come to grips with shit. But she still says shit like, oh, we had a fight about house payments. Yeah. Because she's like, did you? her mom's like, did you have a fight with Charlie? And she's like, yeah, about house payments. And, like, moves along with her life. Like, it's, like, totally normal. Um, So, Charlie picks her up in his, I think it's a Cadillac of some sort. I don't know. It's blue, and it's, it's beautiful. It's blue, and it's beautiful. Mm. And it's, like. Convertible. Yeah, um, a lot of room for doing with So things, while you know they're... I mean? <laughs> no, I don't. What are you talking about? I'm a, I'm a virgin. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of people in high school who are actually virgins. They say that in, in the movie. The movie. <laughs> so during this drive to uh, to high school after Charlie picks her up in his, you know, brown chicken, brown cow uh, Cadillac... <laughs> He there. He's like, oh, I don't. You know, what about our conversation that we? Oh, I'm sorry. What about our conversation that we? Such a weird voice. Mm. I'm not going to talk about that, guys. But guys, we are going to talk about it. Oh, it's a weird voice. You need to be prepared for. Hold on. Let's see if I can do it. What about the conversation we had last weekend? (laughs) Is that good? You sound like a little bit like Bart Simpson. I'm trying really hard to do Pee Wee Herman. But it's 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 Pee Wee Herman. It's it's a very young. Well, it's not. It's not. I know exactly who it is. And you're going to be like, is it? So, but Pee Wee Herman came out because Ringo looked it up while we were watching it. Pee Wee Herman came out in 1981. This movie came out in 1986. Okay, well, it's not based on that, but mm, okay. I can't wait, because I'm mad. Now we're arguing, you guys. (laughs) All right, so he has a creep, and I I wrote on both my piece of paper and the typed-up version. What Mm -hmm. the fuck is up with his voice? It's a weird voice, you guys. And it's very, so imagine Pee Wee Herman, but with Nick, Nick's face. Um... So, okay, so they're driving to school, and he's like, I don't want you to cry. Imagine this high pitch, please. I don't want you to cry like you did last weekend when you were talking about breaking up after graduation for three years to go explore our sexuality, it seems. And and then they were just going to come back. And yeah, and fine. they were just going to come back, and it was fine. It's, it's almost like fucking um, uh, the, the Christmas one. Um, family Man. 
But like, he's like, no, it's fine. I'll be in London for a year. Um, yeah, so he wants to break up for the three years and, like, go... So both of them can go explore life and whatever. And he's trying to pursue his musical career oh, yeah, that his we're going to learn career. more about. So, so Peg, he thinks he's going to get all the tricks from Oh, him. yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so, but Peg's straight up like, why not now? Bye. <laughs> Which I, I applaud her Yeah, for. she's like, I already know how this goes. Oh, straight up. End. So, at school, she BSs her way through it, and, like, there's an algebra test, and she, <laughs> she, the, the teacher's collecting the test, and he's like, what happened here? Because she basically doodled over the entire test, and she goes, I have, <laughs> sorry, I have, I, I know, in fact, that I will never use what you're <laughs> teaching us in this class in the future. And she, and then everybody's like, oh, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. And she's like, but shit, dude, seriously, we're never gonna fucking use it. When I use divide, multiply, that's basically it. When am I finding X? Yeah, somebody fucking tell me when I'm finding X. Um, so she bases her way through school, and she eventually sees uh, Richard Norvik, who was the guy who was crowned king, if we remember previously. At the 25-year high school reunion. And he's he's the nerd. And he even says it in his little acceptance speech. Like, you guys call me four eyes. You guys call me names. You were really mean to me. And now I'm your fucking king. Suck my dick. He didn't say that. But <laughs> I did. He should have, though. He should have. Um, I would have. Uh, so she's like, oh, Richie, we gotta talk. We gotta talk. So she goes and talks to him. And he's like, you're not from the future, you lunatic. And uh, she's like, no, but I know about personal things about you. And she tells him about his Nana or his grandma or however she says it. And she talks about other things. And he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. How'd you know about that? And then he believes her. She befriends him. They're totally buddies. And then he talks about, she's like, so you believe me? You believe time travel is real? And he's like, okay, so we're going to talk about some theories. And he names off a couple that are popular. And then he names something. He calls the time burrito. Which I like the time burrito. tickled me to no end. Which is the what his time burrito is literally the same as all a bunch of other theories that he already mentioned. Right. Which it was like you have a burrito and then you fold the burrito and those two ends of the burrito touch and that's time travel, which is exactly what everybody else describes time travel as. just without the. Wheat or flour. Well, actually, kind tortilla. of the time the time burrito sounds also like a uh, like a like a Stargate. Yeah, it also sounds like the Wrinkle in Time when they talk mm-hmm. about folding space over. And also like the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> They're like the Rainbow Bridge, and um, they I think they mentioned something similar uh, in Thor. Yeah, yeah, but how it like bends. Yeah. The uh, Natalie Portman mentions it when she's in the chemo treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spoilers, everybody. Um, we ruined everything for you. You're welcome. That that was like 20 minutes in the movie. Anyways, so and Thor. Also, I I wrote in like big letters. Why are all their clothing so bland? They are very bland. Everybody's I... clothes and colors. And, the only colorful things in this entire movie are the cars. Yeah, but I I do feel like we always looking into the past. Have a sense of everything is bright and amazing. We expect the 80s to be really cool. But, like, you look at, for example, Stranger well, this Things. Well, this is the, like, so let's say, okay, so it's 1960, her senior year, mm-hmm. which is actually 5960. Right. 
But so we all know that at the beginning of a hundred year period, it's like, so like the 80s, 80, 80 is still 79. 80s is still, right. 1990, or 1980 is still the late 80s. Right. Or late, sorry, late 70s. And then um, it eventually molds into the 80s. Well, it it's also like depends. 1982 before it's actually the 80s. Right, but it also depends on where you are if you're in a popular location. Mm-hmm. Like when we watch mm-hmm. um, Stranger Things. They're in Hawkins, Indiana. They're way fucking far behind Mm -hmm. California that would have the bright, like, things. The bright neons and all Right. When you see the kids from California, they're, like, hip. They're Mm -hmm. on the trend. When you see the kids from Hawkins, they're, like, a year behind. They're still in those muted colors. Yeah. So part of me wonders, because it doesn't really give a, a general area of where they are in time. No, it's true. It's true. And it's this true. the start of any decade is kind of that mashup between mm-hmm. the old I and remember when it went what are we from, gonna do. So it makes sense that there's a lot of muted. When the when the spandex leggings weren't a thing and then it turned into like nineties fashion. Right. Yeah. I remember for that. Sure. I, yeah. I, we all do. So it, it it's not <laughs> What you would expect when you think of into fifties slash sixties, but my thought is maybe this is everybody's a wearing area. like cream colors. And it's it's uncomfortable. Easier to find. I don't know. It's like nobody had fun colored hair. Anyway, um. So, all right. So time burrito. Woo doo doo. Move forward. Uh, Peg goes to a party with Charlie. And uh, where Charlie sings in a quartet, which is a very, very great scene. great scene and also a very classic popular scene. If you've ever looked up a Nick Cage yeah. gif, 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 whatever, I, I don't say care. gif. Get the fuck out if you say I, I don't remember how I'm supposed to say it anymore. I don't care There anymore. is no right way other than the way that I say, which is. I was going to say, gif. you just got mad at me for saying gif, gif, gif. Whatever. I don't fucking care. Anyway, so there's a very popular scene where Nick is singing with a quartet with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Who I haven't mentioned previously. His name's Walter. He's he's really great. They're all so young and babies. They're, and precious. And honestly, like, Jim Carrey looks like how he does in this movie for a very, very long yeah, time. He, he looks, like, exactly the same in this movie mm-hmm. as he does in Me, Myself, and Irene with the crew cut. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he just has a few more wrinkles oh, in Me, Myself, hair. and hair more. And Irene. <laughs> so he sings in a quartet, and honestly, I wrote down, I was like, is this barbershop? Is this, like, what are we doing here? Is this acapella? Um, so after, uh, and like Peggy Sue is a hundred percent like, oh my God, I remember why I fell in love with him. And they go afterwards, they, after the party, they go to a makeout spot and Peggy tries to get Charlie to sleep with her. And honestly, she works him up and I'm not yeah. even like, yeah, I am she's not, being a hardcore she, lady. not even like, not even just making out and touching and like necking or whatever. She's like hard hand, hand in the crotch. There's, and doing there's business. There's a lot of uh, fun words like, doesn't Lucky Chucky want to come out and play? Blech. Oh my god. I, I think I blocked that from my head. This scene has a lot of There's a lot talk. of stuff. It's a lot. So. But this, then but, Mike freaks out because it's the 60s and he's like, that's a, and he's like, honestly, that's a man's term. Yeah. Oh no. He, he doesn't does, he's like, this is what men it. say. Yeah, he doesn't know how to handle it no. at all. But also like 10 seconds earlier, she was like, fuck him. And now she's like, fuck him. 
mean, I mean, that yeah. sounds like a lady. That does. She was like, relax. I saw you sing in a band and I want to do you now. That does sound <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, so he, he gets really flustered and says no. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm shocked at your self-control. Because her hand was on his dick. But I, I feel like that was that early, like, it was the late 50s, early 60s, where people were supposed to, like, they save were themselves being... and all that kind of shit. And he was like, oh, my. Yeah, he rebuffed her he hard. He didn't know what to do because exactly. that was completely Out of character. at yeah. the time. But so he, he's like, no, bitch. And he takes her home. So he drops her off and he's, she's like, whatever. And so, but instead of going inside, she goes for a walk and she finds an all-night cafe called the Donut Hole. And who does she see in the window? It's that Michael Fitzgibbons. Fix, wait, sorry. Fitzsimmons. It's Benny from The Mummy again. It's Benny from The Mummy, you Dude, guys. Dude, y'all, he doesn't look like Benny from The Mummy at He all. doesn't. It's so interesting. I still like, hadn't figured out it was him at this point. Oh, I had 100%. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God. Like, I kind of see where he would have been hot in the 80s. Holler. But it was weird to know what he turns into. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could sort of see the have future. Have you seen a picture of him recently? Okay, you have. Great. Uh, <laughs> so um, so she goes inside and she, is just, she just walks up and sits down and they have coffee and they start talking. He's giving major beatnik vibes. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god. He's talking about Jack, Jack Kerouac. He's like, oh, he's out there doing things. And honestly, at this point, I still didn't know it was Benny. I still didn't know. Uh, no, it took it took me a minute, okay? So, as I talk to Discover, they have a lot in common, and they leave on Michael's motorcycle. Okay, I just need to interject really quick. When you see this motorcycle scene, you're like, okay, you know what? That's fine. Go, Peggy Sue. Go be with that Peggy guy. Peggy Sue. <laughs> but then you, there's literally a scene when you see her on the motorcycle, and her skirt is draped mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. like over the wheel, and I was like, that wheel would have ripped that course, shit right off. Ripped everything off, and she would be dead. But okay, I was on a fucking magic. I was on a motorcycle once uh, in my life, and you the, have to dude, be so careful of everything. And the guy was like, "Only just, keep your feet here. Yeah, only keep your things it's here." So, ridiculous. and then my foot slipped once, and I had a burn on the inside yeah. of my calf. It's so ridiculous, and she just had like layers draping off yes. every fucking direction. No, I noticed that too, and I was like, you know what? Is this an 80s movie? I'm going to skip it. I'm I'm going to let it go, but I'm not going to let it go. No, I I did. Shockingly. (laughs) I did not. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, I was too busy trying to take notes, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they they go off on uh, Michael's motorcycle, which the... Uh, which is witnessed by Dolores, the school gossip, who is played by Lisa Jane Persky, or Persky, however you say it. And she was in the Cotton Club with... Nicholas. She was? She was. And she played Frances Felgenheimer. One of the one of the girls in the I, I knew I reckon you Oh you're right, you're right, you're right. I knew I recognized her. I was like, oh where do I recognize her from? The fucking Cotton Club. She was in the Cotton Club. There's a lot of Nick connections in this film. Like I said. Mm-hmm. Like I said. Because uh Joan Allen was in Face Off. Face Off. And then Sofia Coppola. His cousin. Mm-hmm. And then now we have Frances. No, not her Her name, her character name was Fritz. But Lisa Jane Persky or Persky, however you say it, uh, was in Cotton Club with him. Awesome. Like, Which lot of connections. a Francis Ford Coppola Which film. Which is another. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. It goes right to the We're top. We're going to talk about that. All right. So, and they head off to do uh, 
sexy business under the very obviously fake stars, which I was very mad about. I was like, in everything in this movie, you couldn't just film something at night? Could you Absolutely just film? not. Not on a set. You're like, not for you? Or... All right. So the next day, the gals show up at Peg's house to gossip, and they know all about her and Michael because of Dolores. She told that, everybody. That chatty Kathy. That chatty Dathy. I don't know. I was trying to be cute. Now, Peg's worried about the Charlie knows. But, da, da, da. He fucking knows. Oh, he knows. Oh, my God. He knows so much. And I. Okay, I had to breathe for this one. Because I was so fucking mad in the movie about this. So, uh, Charlie shows up. At Peggy's house, somehow on the second floor. Right. He sneaks into her house and it's really And he's doing this like weird. No, um, he's about to kill her, guys. There's no sugarcoating it. No, I'm I'm not even. I've had rum. There's no sugarcoating. Bro, you know I'm not going to sugarcoat this. But he fucking creeps up on this like roof bit before he climbs into her window. And he's doing these like weird Boris Karloff. Slash Wolfman And you movements. know that he got that from those movies Oh, you know he originally. did. You know he did. And he creeps into him. her open window. And this is how we know this is the North, because there's right. no screens. Yeah. No, no, no. They don't have bugs in the, in the South. And he, he picks up a fucking pillow, and he's going to smother her with it. And the only reason he doesn't is because she fucking stirs a little bit. And she's like, hmm, Charlie? Charlie, is that you? And she's like, oh, Charlie. And she wakes up. And I was like, he was about to literally smother Murder. her to Murder. death. Yeah. And because I was like, was oh. So mad. Oh, but he wanted to take a three-year break but couldn't handle fucking two days. Yeah. This piece of shit. Oh, sorry. I was like, when he, so I was, I was no, fine. I was like, I was like, this is all fine. And I saw the pillow and I was like, what the fuck, man? I was okay with Charlie. Cause I was like, oh, you're just a teenage dude, whatever. You're Until that scene. And then I was like, I will murder you myself. And then I'm like, oh, cool. We've gone to 2022 when everybody acts like that anyway. Like yes. apparently that is the, it's the norm. It's the fucking worst. I was like, I went from, like, being fine with Charlie being a horrible person to being, like, I just got vindictively angry yeah. about Jeez, it. Oh, shit. You just can't, you can't fucking tell a chick or any, you can't tell your partner that you want to take a fucking three-year break for you two to both go discover your life. And then she goes, oh, well, then why don't we do it now? And then... She Get goes down. off and does exactly what you fucking wanted to do in the first place, and now you're about to murder her for it? Because she Go did it first. Go eat your own fucking ass. Yeah, that's for sure. Ooh, fuck it. Sorry. I'm, I'm mad. What if you fall into the hands of some madman with plans to manipulate your brain? Well, that's why I was getting a divorce. I'm a grown woman with a, with a lifetime of experiences you can't understand. Girls mature faster than guys. Shockingly, Peggy is unaware of them, or of her almost murder. Which is good for her. Glad you didn't see it, because we all did. And we still wonder, why you married him? Anyway. It's like 100% all of 80s movies, I feel mm, like. Like, the woman always suffers. He straight up night stalkered at her without the super night stalker part of it. But he just crept in her window. 
All right. Anyway, so she wakes up and she's like, oh, my God. He's he's super upset, obviously. So they go down to the basement and he starts to be like, you shouldn't do that. I know all about you and Michael and blah, blah, blah. Because Dolores had like two seconds of vision to see what was happening. She didn't say right. anything. She's told everybody. Um, but they have a, a huge fight and he's like, I've got the hit. Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can oh, do it. Oh, my <clears> God. Yes. Hold line. on. Let me see if I can do it. I believe in you. I've got the hair. I've got the teeth. I've got the eyes. Is that okay? Did I do it right? Yeah, you did. And I, it's I've Ringo does it better. Ringo does it so much better. It's so I've got the core. ridiculous, you guys. Oh, I literally, I wrote, what the fuck? It's, wrote, a what super, the fuck? It's, it's a super macho move, and Nick is He's supposed like, to Why be are you talking to me? I'm the boy who says all the things. Yeah, 100%. He's like, oh, I'm trying to not I'm, breathe. I'm going to be a music star. I'm, and I'm going to have a career in music. Guys, you have to watch this movie. I know we sound like little girls trying I'm not to even do kidding. these voices, like, but it's, it's interesting. The entire and, time. And I'm going to tell you why... It Please. all happened that way, but the it's entire so time weird. I was like, "Why does he sound like Pee Wee Herman?" Like the whole time, I was like, "This is the worst." And Ringo was even like, "He ripped off Pee Wee Herman." So when he listens to this, I hope you have a He's good answer. He's getting educated. This. He's good, get good, a good. Education. Um, because we were both mad about it. Because <laughs> he loves Pee Wee. Oh, who doesn't? Man? I mean, who I I do. You jacked up at a theater, man. My mom told me when I was a child about the whole Paul Rubens in a theater doing his business. Who cares? I was a child, she told me. I love my I love my parents, but I, I mean, sometimes I'm just like Oh, sorry. Alright, so after the I've got the hair, I've got the teeth. So it's the next day. They just switch. And um so it's they're at like some sort of like musical like live band bar kind of situation. And Michael and Peggy are there, like kind of on a date sort of thing, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And Michael's like I want to take you to Utah, and we're going to go be with another girl named something. Sapphire or something. Oh, I just want to was inter- it? I was like, no, it was, was something ridiculous. I just want to interject that I was really excited about the scene because Michael takes her to a bar that is very uncommon for oh, it was, um, people of that skin color. Yes. I don't know how to they properly They were white, explain and it. it was a predominantly... She actually actually says, she's like, oh, I didn't know you sang with an R&B group. Well, and it's but like it they, was have a predominantly... an, they have an amazing cover band that is covering mm-hmm. some of the bands from that time. It's incredible. And suddenly, like, it's incredible. It's such fucking good music. And they're there... They're kind of, as far as we can see, the only white couple. But everybody is totally cool because they're like, you're here to enjoy the music, as it should be. But then we see Nick come on with Mm -hmm. the band, Mm -hmm. and that's when you start to realize, I don't know... It can't be planned. He didn't... No. There's no way he could... He didn't know. He didn't even see her. But... It's an interact. It's definitely an easy plot device, if you will, to oh, have yeah. everybody because show while, up together. While Michael is like trying to get Peggy to go off to Utah with him with another woman, so that they can Polygamy have a me is legal there. Yes, he I was like, oh like my god, is times. this a Mormon move? What's happening? Yeah, because that was my first thought. It was like he, Utah. He wanted to write and just have them. Yeah. 
He he like, straight up was like, get come, the chicken eggs. No, That's what he said. <laughs> he straight up was like, you come be with me and this other chick, and you guys are gonna support me while I fucking live my beatnik life. Right. And she, <laughs> she, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not even gonna say what she said or what she did or whatever. But while this whole conversation comes is happening, um. That's when Charlie shows up and starts singing with the quote-unquote R&B band. And they are in a, um, I don't know the piece. Look, they're in a black-owned, or like, it's a it's a black club, it seems like. Because the yeah. majority of the people there who are black are African-American. And I don't want to, I don't say it in a way that means... I just don't know the PC way to just say it. Because, honestly, we we both don't know. Anybody who watches this movie technically does not fucking know. Right. It's just, like, sure. a club, and there's booths. And then there's a lot of people who are not white there, like you said They previously. definitely stand out. But at the same time, it's kind of like Cotton Club. Like, they had the two different clubs. Mm-hmm. They had the ones that the white people went to, and it was, like, it was fine. But they had the one that the black people went to. It would it make sense that jamming. that guy, Michael, was there because he's, like, I'm a beatnik. Kind well, of, and I it's, like, that's the jamming one. That's the one that's soulful and amazing. They and had like, better music. It, it, it is better. They it, had better it, music. It's more authentic than the shit that the white people were coming out in the 50s Whoa. and 60s. Seriously. I said it. I can't take it back. I wouldn't want to if I could. there you go and there i burped all right so while this is going on charlie's singing and he's there because either he invited the talent agent or the talent agent was already there i don't know it's not clear um but during all this like she sees him and she's like oh my god it's charlie it's charlie and michael's proposing to her to bring her to utah where polygamy is real chicken polygamist and this is where i'm gonna end it I dude. Okay. Does she go with Chicken Boy? <laughs> Does so she I, go I with wrote, Music Boy? Does she go with Michael to Utah? Does she go back with Charlie? Does Charlie get the music career of his dreams? Does Pecky make all the same mistakes she already made back in whatever in nineteen sixty? Yeah, sixty. Thank you. Or in the same time she's there. Uh, or, uh, whatever happens. Or does Just she completely go off the rails change. and go live on a commune and we- raise chickens and have a farm life? We don't know. You have to watch to find out. Available on Amazon. <laughs> Sounds like Amazon <laughs> needs to be sponsoring us. <laughs> uh, promo code <laughs> internal cauldron, but not really. <laughs> internal cauldron slash Amazon. Just kidding. <laughs> it opens too. Look inside. Scott and Beth. Where did you get this? Who are Scott and Beth? Your mother gave me those. It's you and me. You know that. All right. Thanks, Aaron, for your amazing synopsis. Let's deep dive into some Nick Nugs. Guys, these are some spicy ones because this movie is kind of cray-cray. I can't, the entire movie, I was like, I need to know. And it took all of my power to not look (laughs) shit up. I was so annoyed because I was like, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? I know, I I tried, I I may not have hit. I saw you have the book out already. I do have the book out. I may not have hit everything because I know we have a really bad habit of talking forever. 
remember. We, so I, tried to pick I was like going to say five we, major ones that I thought would be important. I was going to say, I know his voice is going to be in here. First and foremost is the voice. The voice, please help <laughs> me help you help Ringo. Help everyone. <laughs> so Nick Bates' what is it? voice. I'm just walking. Oh, I finally got it. I got oh, it. That's a pretty good one. I'm just walking my dog. His name is Artemis. So whatever. Used to, it used to be Zeus. Elvis. Like, it used to be Elvis. And Elvis then he's died. Like, but then he this got is, mad he's, because he didn't want to have the same name as what she did. Peggy knew. Sue, why are you acting like this? Oh, I finally got it. That's good. So, so I can't do Helen. I can't do her. Based it okay. off of Gumby. <gasps> So he based it off of Pokey, which is the horse. The horse. Yeah. Off of the Gumby show from 1956. So this is a long time coming, and I'm going to let you guys Google what? what Pokey the horse sounds like. Hold on. It's getting there. And then everyone <laughs> thought it was a terrible idea. Like, Everyone acting in the film thought it was a terrible idea. This is not the first time I read what's up with his voice. Coppola thought it was a bad idea and nearly fired him. But Nick somehow convinced him that this was the way to go. And he also wore dentures, which I feel like are visible when you see some of the scenes where they do him. To create that overbite to affect his voice and speech Because this was still before his teeth were fixed. These, this was before his teeth. Because you, you remember Cindy. Adjusticed. Adjusted. Because you remember Cindy and Valley Girl. I know. Cindy oh, was very critical. Because real quick note. After we finished uh, after we finished this, I was like, I, I got to show. Because Ringo did not get to see Valley Girl when we covered it before. Mm. And I was like, babe, I want to watch Valley Girl with you after this because, like, you're going to love it and I need to wash Nick's voice out of my head because it's going to be in there for a minute if I don't. So then we watched, we watched Valley Girl and then we watched <laughs> Earth Girls Are Easy. I told we you just, you should have watched Vibes, no, but I'm no one listens to me. When I told him about Vibes, we were halfway through uh, Earth Girls Were Easy and he was like... Let's watch it. All right, this weekend. Yeah. So that's what he vo- he he based his voice on. He was committed to it. He felt that it should be this sort of silly, weird thing. Which, if you think about it, he kind of does like a weird voice in Valley Girl. And I'll talk more about his voices, but oh. <laughs> Did you sneeze? I hope I can cut that out. <laughs> it got me real good. But he, he does a thing where voices where he feels like that's what he can control. So he does do another <laughs> sneezing? Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. Oh, my God. You're giving me COVID and monkeypox. No. <laughs> um. So he, he does previously in other movies that we have already covered, he does do a voice very, very similar to this. He and I, I was looking through my notebook trying to find it because this is not the first time I wrote what's up with his voice, right? And it, he does do what were the other times you wrote what's up with his voice? I, I've been trying to find them, I did try to find them. I, but honestly, Terrible. last night I was like, but I want to watch, but I straight up was like, I want to watch Valley Girl because and you threw your notebook away, I just tossed it to the side. But <laughs> it is it's not the first time I've wrote what's up with his voice. And he, he, it's, it's kind of, he does vibe on some things that he's done in previous roles, just like he did the yeah. laugh, like the ha ha yep. in, in 
uh, Valley Girl. He did it in many other movies. And uh, so I was... He does, like, kind of a Pee-wee-esque voice in another movie, and I cannot for the goddamn life of me remember where... We've already covered the movie. So, Pee-wee-esque. Not Pee-wee, but it's almost like... It wasn't Trapped in Paradise. What the fuck was well, it? Well, anyway. I, will, I, I will say that one of the things that I read from the book, Nicolas Cage... Hollywood's wild talent. I love the book. Brian J. Robb. Thank no, you, Liz and Damon. Oh my god, it's helped us so much, especially for the early shit. Is that Ow. he? Well, I'll, I'll share that last bit a little a little bit later. But one of the things is is like he found kind of solace in being able to change his voice mm-hmm. because that was the one thing that he could change. And interestingly enough. One of the things that drew the Cohen brothers to him mm-hmm. for the 1987, Peggy Sue was 1986, 1987. So this was kind of happening mm-hmm. almost simultaneously, if you will, because everything is happening with Raising Arizona, which came out in 1987, is that cartoon-esque wild side. Mm-hmm. So he's been able to reuse that several times. So he... um I think there was so we've we've we have heard a lot about Nick's early work by him himself. He said right. it, and he took a long time. That he has said that he took a long time to find his own kind yes. of vibes. So I think like this kind of earlier work that we've done, he's he doesn't know. Like he's he's like I'm I'm workshopping things. Absolutely. And like we've we've barely at this point in 1980. Six, yeah. When this came out, he he's barely done anything. He's been and he's, he's only done been, a few things. He's yeah, yeah. He's only done a few things, and he's been trying to like figure out his own works. And it's like when he hit Vampire's Kiss, when he that's when he really realized that he could just like fucking like blow some he shit just up. Go yeah yeah. And he once again he he did. We said this before. He didn't have an author or an author <laughs> a director. Since Vampire's Kiss until, what was it? That he could feel loose enough. Oh, it was John Woo! It was fucking John Woo! It probably was. It So he went from... God love John Woo. So he went from Vampire's Kiss, and he's like, the the director, I can't remember his name, but he's like, the director just let me do what I wanted to. And then he went from that to being like, I couldn't, I felt like I had to do whatever. And then he went to John Woo, and John Woo was like, do it. Yeah. Do it. No, John Woo was like, let's go. So one of the things that Nick Cage... Shout out to John Woo! In an interview was that um, his approach to the craft of acting, it it didn't do a lot of favors to Hollywood because Mm -hmm. Hollywood was all about romance, action, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said at the time, Nick was just a little bit dangerous to be around. And that was something that Jim Carrey said. It's the young thing. Jim Carrey... And him were really good friends, became mm-hmm. really good friends on the set. And he talked about his work in Peggy Sue, and he would talk about he would just stare at someone in a really weird way just to see what the reaction was. And just to be kind of like, well, what are you being a psycho for? Like, he was just testing Once again, the waters to try Nick to figure things out. is above everyone else. Yeah. He's a social experiment. That he, Absolutely. he started his own social experiment by doing Before all these it things. Was cool, you guys. <laughs> yeah. He's but the original social he experimenter. He studies human behavior. Right. 
And he even said, like in an interview, he said he invented himself as Nicolas Cage. He didn't want to stop trying out new identities early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, I tried to change my look, my walk, and my voice, but my voice mainly through low self-esteem. Oh, he no. He said through his early expen- exper- experimentation. So he went with like a... Pee Wee Herman-esque? Well, I think that maybe was the easiest thing to draw on from everything that he experienced from being young. And when you think kind of about these roles that he was taking early on in Mm -hmm. the 80s, they were kind of silly dudes. Mm -hmm. And I could see someone who is smart and elevated see these silly dudes for exactly what they are. Like, there's someone, I don't want to say names, Tom Cruise, who would have been like, I'm <laughs> going to act the fuck out of this silly dude, and I'm going to make it, you, you know, like. We all remember Legend. Right, like, I love And Legend. his teeth are fucked up. He's he's very similar to Nicolas Cage in this in this point. He, like, he, he does the, he's very character acting. Absolutely. Teeth are not um, aligned in a way. And, you know, honestly, like, people just, you know. Everybody gives Tom Cruise a lot of shit, but it's like, I he's like, not terrible. He's not terrible. He does I mean, all his own fucking such, y'all. He does, like, some crazy-ass shit just to get approval from you all. Give him some goddamn approval. He's, but he's also, But he's the action guy. And Nick tried very hard in all of these um, interviews that you tried. Scientology. Well, let's take that out of it because that was <laughs> earlier. Like, some people settled very much into the action role or the romance role. And Nick was like, I want to push myself more. That was still the same around time, the time around uh, Patrick Swayze doing Roadhouse. Exactly. And Dirty Dancing. But we see where people ended up. And mm-hmm. I feel like out of all of those people in the 80s and early 90s... Patrick Swayze is the only one that's dead. He he did pass away, and he's an amazing, beautiful person. But mm-hmm. out of all of those people, Nick is the only one who has done so many different roles. Good or bad, they Nick, can all be winners. Like, okay, so we're all aware. where everybody else sort of settled into a role. And that was one of the things that he said he really did not want to do. He wanted to make sure that he was kind of like interested in trying different things and he said that like he wanted to try peggy sue because he looked at it as a picture where he could convince himself to do it he saw it kind of like as our town and it was something he wanted to do because he didn't want to fall into those stereotypes that everybody else was falling into at that time so if you look at all the actors that are around that time uh like we've mentioned tom tom cruise and patrick swayze Tom, like Nicholas is the only one that has really just gone out of his comfort zone. Yes, hundred percent. And I, I don't mean anything negative right. towards I would Tom or Patrick. Not go out of my comfort zone. No, them. I but, would be a Tom Cruise for mm-hmm. sure. I'd be like, I'm gonna do this one thing because I'm good mm-hmm. at it. Like, he's like Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah, he's like jumping out of helicopters yeah, on his like, own. He does his own stunts. It's yeah. incredible. Good job. And like just like Nick, and probably just like I haven't looked into it, but Patrick Swayze probably does a lot of his own stunts as, or did a lot of his own stunts as well. But like. If you look at that same range in that in that same era, who who did the most? Right. Who pushed themselves the most? Exactly. And I think it's Nick for sure. Well, as we've said time and time again, that Nick is ahead of his time. Nick is he is a, a craftsman. 
of his own art. Dare I say, Nick was the Richard of this film because in the film, Richard is so smart and he knows so many things. Mm -hmm. He's trying so Mm -hmm. many things and everybody thinks he's weird for trying Mm -hmm. it, but he turns out to be an amazing person. And I feel like I would say that, that as well. I feel like that is I would say that, as that well. is Nick. Nobody understood what he was trying to do, or sometimes still he is trying to do. Is still the only person that uses words like thespian that I've For heard sure. in in recent social media. He is the only person who's like I am a thespian. Like, who says that? Who says I'm a who thespian? Says that? I and said it's I was not a in thespian. Time. <laughs> exactly. I said I was a thespian when I was studying theater in middle school. Yeah. And that was four million years ago. That's so precious. Exactly. Like who says thespian now? Nick. Nick. Just Nick. So the voice was a thing. He convinced Francis Ford Coppola that this was the way to go. Not everybody else Hold was on. convinced Wait, with I that. I didn't look up who directed this. Is it, was, it was Francis Ford Coppola. Well, it? now everything makes more sense. It was a Francis Ford Coppola film, and I'm going to get into that a little bit more. I did. Okay, so I did. But to be fair, the, when the credits were rolling, Francis, I was Francis writing. Francis Ford Coppola was the third director. It went through a lot of roles. Like, it was supposed to be Deborah Messing instead of Kathleen Turner. Deborah Messing? Yeah, it was a lot. It, like, it was written, and then it went through as the 80s go. I'm not sure why you're putting on my, my anti-blue light glasses, but if it makes you feel better, go for it. Um, there was a lot of iterations with the script, with the cast, and the directors, and finally it settled on Francis Ford Coppola, which, when I think of him, I think of Godfather. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. And then I'm like, obviously now because of this, I'm like, oh, yeah, Cotton Club. Mm-hmm. And I see all these very... And, and I think but, of Rumblefish, which is my favorite fucking movie. And then Dolores was in Cotton Club. Right. Like, there's so... It's all touching. But, but it's all touching. when I think of Francis Ford Coppola, I think of these very technical movies that he put together where it's a huge mm-hmm. cast. It's a huge like, sort of purity piece, if you will. This was not. This was like, let's just make a fucking movie and let's make it good. And it it did work in that respect. Everybody, director, actor, you know, gaffer included, like... The gaffer. The gaffer. Don't forget um, the gaffer. Don't forget the gaffer. You cannot forget the gaffer. Um, but everybody included, like, they all have to start somewhere. They all have to have a place... Well, this and isn't summer for Francis Ford Coppola. This was, like, well into his, like, fucking, career. Like, he, maybe he was like, I'm going to do something different today. Right, and, and, and that's kind of But we like all have to remember this. So, okay, Sophia, Sophia Coppola is in this movie as the daughter of Nancy. And then she fucking, like, blasted it out of the goddamn park with, Mo- with Marie Antoinette. She blasted out her, her a lot Her directoral... Wait, no. And that she, wasn't... It wasn't... Wait, who did... Who directed... I don't know, but I I, I know that Lost she... in Translation. That was her. Was it? No. That was that was Sofia Coppola. I also know that Sofia Coppola also directed Kathleen Turner in The Virgin Suicide <gasps> many years oh later. Oh my god, I forgot so that movie. So, baby girl Nancy. But here's the thing. Let's go back to the voice real quick. Everybody hated it. Yes. He was about to get fired for it. Man, he, man. he convinced his he uncle. He was so weird. He, it was weird. He convinced his uncle that it would work. But you know who wasn't convinced? Kathleen Turner. Who I do love. And I do You feel acted earlier like you didn't love her and I was scared that you were going to say things. She's a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Period. 
But in 2008, Kathleen Turner published a memoir titled Send Yourself Roses. And in that, she made a lot of claims over her time in Hollywood. And one that was also re-reported in a Daily Mail article. And it was titled, Why I Detest Burt Reynolds and Nicolas Cage. <gasps> And it described her experience working with Nick and Peggy Sue, where she claimed that Nick was, quote, arrested twice for drunk driving and, I think, stealing a dog. He I think? No, this is still part of the quote. No, I know. I haven't like, ended the quote yet. No, I knew that was her quote, but like, you just can't say, I think. Stealing a dog. He'd come across a chihuahua he liked and stuck it in his jacket. End quote. I mean, who doesn't? So this was published... And it was published without reaching out to Nick or any of his people. Are you fucking kidding? And once he found out, he was like, what the fuck? Because he completely said it was, um, like, inequivocally uh, untrue. If anything, Nick loves animals. He we know this. He would try to save them, but he wouldn't He would them. never stuff a dog in a so jacket. So he sued for a libel in court. And he sued her. Her company, the company that um, covered uh, the Daily Mail, he covered like four people in this and said these are 100% untrue. And so during the court date in 2008, someone who was elected to be the kind of like acting person on behalf of all the dependents, which again was the Associated Newspapers, the publisher of the Daily Mail, Kathy Turner, and her publishers admitted the claims were false. So basically, she had well, said fuck, it. fuck, dude. She had said it. They published it. No one checked it. They're like, this is great That is the, That is their own goddamn fault. It that is, is their own goddamn fault. number one fucking... 100% what they get. Check your shit. Right. Check and your shit. So we check our shit. Be, I mean, we try to. And because of that, all his legal fees were found um, to be waived. And they also did a substantial donation to a charity of his choice. The article was retracted from Daily Mail. Yay. Apology was published. And they also, from her existing books that had not been published, they posted, like, a correction to it. Oh, my God. So everybody hears about the whole thing with Kathleen Turner and Nick Cage and how, like, there's a thing. That's the thing. I love Kathleen Turner oh, yeah. I mean, as an actor. Yeah, maybe not anymore. But it sounds like she likes to run her mouth in real life. And that's how that is. And so the last nicknag that I'm going to leave you with is from his dear friend, Jim Carrey. And I don't, I, I didn't I'm find excited. It, I didn't know, I didn't find if they were friends before this or, or you know, like, just because of this. But it's fine. Um, Like, one of the things that he talked about, he spoke so well of Nick. Because Aww. Nick does some crazy stuff. And if you look at his 80s times specifically, he does, a, he does a movie or two. And then he comes back to a Francis Ford Coppola movie. And then he <laughs> does a movie true. or two. And he comes back to <laughs> I never so realized. I, I don't know if it was sort of this comfort zone or what. But remember Jim, he was... Finding himself. He was trying to find himself. And so, like, Jim Carrey was one of those people who was like, he he seemed to got it. And so he said he was just, quote, expressing himself. He'd stare at people in a weird way to see what their reaction was. Every second movie, he'd come back to this. You know, he came back to Rumblefish. He came back for 
Birdie, but at the end, one of the greatest things that I think Jim Carrey said about him is his, quote, he has a lot of talent, but people couldn't understand what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> and I think that is the essence that's, of Nick. That's exactly right. And I think the fact that you keep people wondering, like, you what do, are you doing? What is important to you? He does you that with do every what role. You want almost. to do, you do what you love, you don't care if people get it. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. the fuck is he doing? Who cares? It makes him happy. Let's talk and about that's Nick. That's, That's Nick, Nick fucking Cage right Mandy there. Mandy is a pure exact. Oh, God. Mandy yeah. is Mandy is the 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 evolved version of that. Yeah, that's the the 20 2019 20, 2019 18. Fuck, I don't know. It is the newer version of that mm -hmm. because we don't know math. <laughs> Charlie. Let's make love. What? You mean sex? Intercourse. You want to have intercourse? Last weekend, you said. What time is it? Holy cow. It's late. A lot of things have happened since last weekend. So this film has a lot going for it. It's, it is a romance. For me personally. That's not a thing going for it. But it does it in a clever way with time travel, question mark, and, you know, seeing some different periods. But at the end of the day, it's more of an introspective film mm -hmm. about trying mm -hmm. to decide, did you make the right decisions? And would you change anything? It's almost like a Christmas Carol, but for every day as yeah. opposed to just Christmas fucking Eve or whenever Christmas Carol takes place. I I did look at this. It's not a, a romantic movie to me. Like it, it there's too much romance for me. There I'll there is that. a lot of romancy things, but it doesn't say like if I'm reading a romantic comedy book or a romantic book at all, like it's it's heavy in some stuff. And this movie didn't give that to me. It gave me um how, how, like it gave me redo you get a redo yeah you know it's kind of like is this quantum what you leap. really wanted to do yeah kind of thing yeah it's just, yeah you you get a redo you get a moment you get you get time travel to fix the fix the things that you think you did wrong which is and completely unrealistic but okay exactly but like it it doesn't give me like romantic comedy it doesn't give me the like standard like you know, you've got male romantic Ugh. comedy vibes. That's terrible, though. I mean, I'm trying to go with the earliest no, I know, romantic like comedy I can think of. The worst. <laughs> no, I, I actually really like. I saw it in theaters with oh, my mom. Okay, I'm so sorry. I offended you. I do like I Meg Ryan, sort of, and I Tom Hanks wow. is the is great. I do love Tom Hanks, even though I feel like I shouldn't because he's so plain vanilla. He's really. I but he's the plain vanilla that's but been around. When forever. you look at a rom com, you've got mail yeah. is a is a perfect like blueprint. I don't know. I feel like when I think of a rom com, personally, and this is what makes me a fucking weirdo. I'm like, oh, Jovos the volcano is a rom com <laughs> because there's romance, but there's also a threat. There's well, a volcano. But no, the thing is, but I know that's with not a the rom quintessential. It's a rom com, rom -com like. Kate and Leopold, or Enchanted, uh, what's or the Bridget Doan, Jones Diary. That's a rom com for sure. Oof. Like, yeah. but like this isn't a rom com. This is a read. I feel like it's a little bit of everything. It does have a little bit. There, there are some parts where you're like, ha ha. 
But it's it's not that funny at all ever. It's well, not, so you can't call it a rom com. It's just like a romantic. It, it, yeah, it's definitely drama, a mix or, of like a little bit of sci fi, a little bit drama, a little bit rom com. So, but okay. So let's just let's just let's get to let's get to it. What well, do you feel? Let's, let's jump to what old EB said. Oh my God! Wait, you I forgot, forgot about. about what does ebert say so he said that one thing that he felt a lot of people did was felt that this was a clone of back to the future but it's not it's and i feel like if you think about it for more than five seconds it's not it's not a clone i think of it because back to the future has a very very set situation it's a very and this is not that and it is going back in time but it's going back in time for a different reason this is like getting clubbed over the head and you have a dream. Right, exactly. It's more of it's, it, like a, a mirror into yourself, mm-hmm. if you will, kind of thing. And, and then he really... Marty McFly had no idea about anything. He didn't and know what Peggy he was Sue doing. Was like, I'm very aware of everything. Peggy Sue knew what was happening and she knew the smart person mm-hmm. to talk to and the, she went straight to the Shriners to talk to to get her back. To where she needed to oh be. Oh my god, I forgot about the lodge. Oh, so good about the lodge. So he actually, and we know, he does a scale out of four. He totally loved Kathleen Turner, which mm-hmm. as an actor, I she she's great. amazing. And she's very amazing in this film in particular. Mm-hmm. I think she straddles the I'm young, I'm old, I'm mm-hmm. here, I'm now in the past. I think she does it with the same sort of emotion that any of us will feel. It's a hundred percent realistic. Mm-hmm. Um Nick is super cuckoo crazy, but that was one of the things that Roger Ebert kind of appreciated. So what wait what is E B I'm getting to it. I'm like, I'm kind of getting I to was it. like, did I miss I'm, it? I'm still talking about what Evie said. <laughs> Evie said he loved Kathleen Turner. He didn't hate Nick, even though it was kind of a weird thing for him mm-hmm. to do. He loved the plot. And f- uh, this is something that I completely agree with him, is that when we think of Francis Ford Coppola, we think of these very, like, huge sets and very technical things like Godfather mm-hmm. and, like, Birdie and especially Everybody did small Cotton things Club. and big things. But this was, like, him things. saying, I just want to make a fucking movie. And it fucking worked. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really great. So old E.B. gave it a four out of you're kidding me no he said you're fucking kidding wait he gave hold on what was the last one he gave a four out of four on i don't even know i wasn't prepared he gave for four that. out of four on las, leaving las vegas right he said this is one of the best wait we had two movies of the year and technically speaking as far as movies go with your plot with your oh like character God. descriptions and i plot devices, am shocked i i do see where he's going with this he gave it a four out of four he's like it's great it's you know it maybe did has you a do four. that thing where he wrote the article like he was watching the movie and he, he was did like, he did he talked about the different scenes he broke everything down he thoroughly because he likes to do that thing where he like enjoyed. acts like he was surprised yeah he, how he write he writes like how i do he, he thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it and he felt that it was one of the best movies of all times. And his partner at that time, they're not together anymore, it obviously. Ebert. It was Siskel and Ebert back oh, in Siskel. the 80s. And I think early 90s before they separated mm-hmm. because of like health issues. Siskel like rated it, I 
think like number three or four out of the top movies of that year and Ebert oldie wrote it as like nine <sighs> or ten like it was still in the top ten for both of them as the best movies of 1986 they absolutely loved it they absolutely loved it so now I turn to you no don't look at me <laughs> Would you like me to go first? No, I want to. Okay, because you just told me not to look at you, so now no, I'm because really confused. I don't agree with him. No, that's okay. We don't have to agree with them. Okay, honestly, last night I was now about- we we they do uh like four out of four. They do four out of four. We, we do five out, out of five, five and we'll yep. we'll rate the specific mm-hmm. kind of cage that it is. Tell me so, your thoughts, Aaron. Last night, actually, because I watched it last night. Yeah, we uh, we, we both did, did everything <laughs> last minute this time. You guys. Dude, so sorry. it's not. It's been a hard couple of weeks. Somebody had COVID. It was terrible. Um, my B. I don't have a good excuse. My B. No, it's it's my fault. Yeah, you heard everything. We are the catalyst for each other. Um, no, I actually last night it, I was. I'm gonna stick by what I thought last night. Three point five. Could you elaborate on why? Why do you do this? <laughs> because you can't just give a fucking number and I not don't, explain why. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a good movie. Okay, why Why is it a good movie? Um, and or not soundtrack's great, great. Love the soundtrack, obviously. Um, the the costume is terrible. I am mad about that. Um, I'm so mad about it. I hate the fact that everybody's clothes look like somebody spilled fucking, like, coffee and then it got dried out in the sun that's what everybody's clothes look like it is true i was what um i like so i love the idea of the whole time travel thing and that she makes friends with somebody who was previously in her original timeline a nerd or whatever and he's like oh you're just blah 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 me and like yeah i love that but then Everybody who's friends with Nicolas Cage's character, Charlie, I want to stab in the neck. Um, like, they, it's, it's just not, I would, I would, I would watch it again. I would watch the movie again if somebody was like, oh, I've never seen it. I'll be like, okay, I'll watch it with you. Will I, will I offer to watch it or will I go, oh my God, let's watch this right now? No. Okay. That's, that's that's my fair. reasoning because like last night after this movie was done I was like let's watch Valley Girl mm-hmm. because Ringo you'll love Valley Girl and I need to watch Nick Cage from this movie out of my head. Okay, that's a, <laughs> that is a fair, quantifiable assessment. What's yours? So I gave it a four out of five because from the technical aspect and I think that's where old Eb was coming from. The script is fine. There's some silly moments, but oh. at the same time... Are you basing your, your reading off of Eevee's? No, I'm not necessarily basing it off of okay. Eevee's, but kind of comparatively, like, putting it together. Like, the script is fine. There's silly sex talk, which would have happened oh, back yeah. then. And yeah. there's some funny parts. Like, there's some parts where it's funny. To me, it is entirely too romantic comedy 
for my personal style. She and tries I, to kill her. That is not romantic okay, comedy. But that's only like two seconds of it. The rest is like them deciding who they love and who mm -hmm. they want to fuck. Okay. And I just don't have patience for that. As they it's say very now, 50s vibes. I don't have the bandwidth for that. Ugh. I'd rather Ugh. see murdering. I'd rather see crimes. I'd I love that see true crime. Bring it him, in him. I'd rather see him driving. It so so that part is not me, but from a technical standpoint, the script is matches what it should be. There's great scenes, and there are smart things where they leave you like thinking mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you look at this, you're like, it's a time travel movie, but no, is it? I don't because, look at it like that. I don't look at that at, at this movie like that at all. I don't look at it as a romantic comedy. I don't look at it as time. Travel. It's a little bit of everything. I look at it like this happened. To her the end. Like this is this is real to her. This yeah. is real to me. This happened. But here's the thing: is it real? And yes. I think that's what's interesting. I don't think. I think it's real because I feel like when you look at the because details, there's there's too many. Unless they were like, let's completely ignore the fact that mylar balloons didn't exist. Yeah, you know, there's like there's uh, so many okay. There's a bunch of anachronisms. On. Obviously, there's so but many things that they focus on in this film to make you see. Yeah, the, that she's the mylar dreaming, just, and there's only one little part that maybe it was real, but. Okay. The end. At the end of the day, the end it's of the all day. about Charlie reassessing your Charlie does stuff life. at the end of the day that, like, makes me think that things were changed. But, like, the book. The book is the literally the only thing no, that makes you think that maybe he was all like, I'm so sorry. You know? Oh, whatever. Sorry, Yo, watch, watch the fucking movie, you guys. He was sorry for fucking over his wife. Okay. But whatever. So, for me, it's, it's the four we out of five. We haven't rated Nick yet. I know. It, it for me the film is a four out of five because technically it technically speaking, movie terms, it's a great film. I see all the parts. I'm just not as much into the genre that I mm -hmm. see. Right. It's just not my thing. So what's your Nick rating? Oh, and what's the category? It's a, it's a comedic cage. A hundred percent. Like he's mm -hmm. so weird and like he's trying to be cinematic, but he's not. What's in your... my opinion, and I would give him a 3.75. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to say four because that's the first. It's, that's the first quarter one that we've had, it, everybody. It's early on, and he's still trying to figure things out, mm -hmm. and I'm not convinced about the voice. I know he convinced everybody else that it was a good idea, but I'm like, what? He didn't convince me, everybody. And so, but I know that, like, everything in his repertoire... He puts all into it, and there are parts where I see that, and there are parts where I see like Moonstruck, like he talks about, like oh, I'm gonna give my arm away for doing this. There's parts where I see raising Arizona, like I see where this connects to everything, and in that respect, it's amazing and it's beautiful. So I give it a three point seven five. What about you? I'm gonna do the same as the movie, three point five. Okay, and tell us why. He did great, and I also hated it. <laughs> Why did you hate it? The voice! Okay, just the voice. <laughs> it's just the voice. Honestly, it's just it's, the voice. It's a lot, guys. I think he did great. He did Nikki Blue Eyes mm. so hard, mm -hmm. and he did so beautiful, and then his mouth opened, and I was like, shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. And I, I can't, like, I literally watched another Nick Cage movie that I loved him in 
to erase to wash it out of your mouth to wash it out of my brain and like i ringo oh god ringo made fun of his voice so hard oh yeah no his yeah. voice is not something i necessarily agree with but i respect that everybody has but their own he nailed and own voice. trying he oof, he <laughs> nailed trying to be the the fucking peak kid of the high school, the most popular kid of the oh, high yeah. school. He nailed being like the I have the hair, I have I the, the voice, I, I have, have the, the teeth, I have eyes. And he's like he he really did nail it in terms of this is what high school ding dongs want and yeah. in terms of like exactly. settling down early vibes. But like it was the voice. It was the voice. All right. It killed a lot for me. All right. There it is. There it is. The voice is not the right choice. <laughs> now it's time for the exciting time for you as listeners. And viewers. Yeah, and viewers. And the questionably horrifying time for us as viewers. We it's never Timmy's know. turn. We never know which one we're going to get. Is it going to be a cool one or a cool Question mark one. So it's Cajun Roulette. We've put all of Nick's movies in the spinner. We're going to hit it. Someone really my wants turn. to hit the spinner on me. So hit spin. Spin. Let's find out what our next one is going to be. I'm so excited. I'm so worried. It is... Killshane! We've made it to the end of yet another film journey with Nick and Out of the Cauldron. Remember to like us and rate us wherever you listen to the show and like and follow us on social media such as Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at The Internal Cauldron. You can also shoot us an email at internalcauldron at gmail.com. We're always interested in drink recipes, potential guests, and your ideas. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all for joining us on this Nick experience. And as always, in, in Nick, Nick we, we trust. trust enjoy these fun moments of us preparing for our super professional 100% authentically researched podcast this is a special shout out to wrong cat Kristen uh, today in my cubicle while I was trying to teach her something new because once again Kristen wrong cat is my uh, employee on and friend she's a wonderful person however while she was sitting there like a little bird she uh, tooted she tooted in my in my cubicle, and then she she tried to she tried to be like she tried to look as shocked as I did because it was like and obviously I fucking heard it and then we laughed and cackled like lunatics while I was trying to teach her something new. Anyways, once again, shout out to Ron Cat Kristen. Your toot didn't smell. Love you, babe. Hey guys, did you know that IBC root beer? Has been around since 1919. Bro, that's like 100 years old. I don't know if you can tell or not. I've had like three of these root beer sundaes with rum. It might be hitting you. <laughs>